Are you a creative in the upstate looking for a place to create? The Gym Complex, located at 880 South Pleasantburg Drive, Suite 2G, Greenville, South Carolina, can handle your creative needs from podcasting, photography, videography, recording studio, and engineering. Schedule your consultation today at www.thegymcomplex.com. Today's episode contains content that may be sensitive to some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. Okay, that that you were just hearing were the sounds of parents in Texas. These were the sounds of parents as they showed up to their kids' elementary school as they learned about an active shooter to find police officers barricaded outside, not allowing anyone to go into the building. Here's the thing. The police weren't going into the building either. No. It took anywhere from 45 minutes to an hour before policemen entered the building. The screams you heard of those parents are parents who are standing outside hearing this gunman continuing to fire shots as it kills their children, making them unrecognizable. A lot of them having to be identified through DNA. Um, you got to think about it. These are children, second graders to fourth graders, um, getting hit by AR-15. Just think of the explicitness of the type injuries that they would have sustained. And now I want you to think about you as a parent, those of you who are parents and those of you who don't, who, are, who don't have children, you can still uh, empathize um, because seeing that on video, you don't know if the screams that you're hearing outside are from your child. You don't know if they're from a family member's child, a neighbor's child. You don't know. And to sit and watch those who are trusted with protecting and serving standing there and saying that they have to wait for another department 
that's kind of hard to uh, explain that one. Um, so I wanted to paint that scene for you as we got started off here because it's an absolutely horrific thing that's happened that continues to happen. Um, and it seems like every excuse is being made about what can't be done to address the issue versus coming up with a solution to address the, address the issue. The majority of our time today is going to be around this subject. Um, we may dive into a couple other topics. We may not. Um, but the majority of the time spent is going to be around gun control. Um, I want to give y'all a statistic. And I'm going to just give you some numbers. And when I give you these numbers, I want you to think of, okay, based on these numbers, what is this in relation to? So th- here's the first number. 101. And here's the next number, eight. So you got 101 and then you have eight. You know what this 101 represents? Since 1998 through 2019. Now, this is this doesn't encompass anything that's happened in 2020, 2021, or so far in 2022. This is three years ago. Since 1998 to 2019, there have been 101 Mass shootings in the United States. Now, the number I gave you eight was the next closest country, and that's France. They had eight. United Kingdom had the least with one. So this is the the, the topic that came up that a lot of people were asking, like, uh, why does this keep happening here? If you noticed on when he addressed the, the country, even our president said the same thing. Why does this continue to happen here? Which I don't know why he asked that question. Joe, you know why that continues to happen here. Stop it. He knows exactly why that continues to happen here. So we go peel this thing back from all layers today as we talk about this gun violence, um, gun control, why it's happening, what can be done about it. We're going to go at this thing from all angles. So let's kind of revert back a little bit. We started this off playing that video. As a parent, if the school called me and told me we have an active shooter, I pull up to the school and those who are quote-unquote authority figures are standing outside, not going in addressing issues, and I hear kids screaming and gunshots going off, At this point, I'm just going to assume that they're pussy. That's what I'm going to assume. And I'm going to grab my strap and I'm going into school. There is nobody. They're going to have to kill me. They're not going to keep me from getting into school to check on my baby. Like, hell no. And and I don't want to. I don't want to take this opportunity because I think this happens too often. I don't want to take this opportunity to beat the police up. And here's why. I want y'all to understand something. The police job is a catch-22. I get it from their standpoint. We go in, guns blazing, this might happen. We stand back and try and follow protocol, this happens. You never know. And we can sit back as civilians and say, yep, this is what I would do. 
No, I can't speak to what I would do if I was a police officer in that situation. I'm speaking of what I would do as a parent facing that situation. I'm not going to stand outside and wait for you to direct me while my kid potentially sits there and waits their turn next to be shot. I'm not doing that. You know what I mean? Like, you either y'all going to have to kill me or I'm going into school and the shooter going to have to kill me too. But I'm not going to just be sitting out there docile and it's like, oh, well, the police officers are scared to go in here. I'm not going in. I'm just going to take their word for it. No, 45 minutes to an hour? All these kids got killed in the same classroom. 45 minutes to an hour. Same classroom. And you sitting outside talking about we're waiting on Border Patrol. For what? Like, what What are we waiting on Border Patrol for? So that's the first layer. Um, Sorry, not standing outside waiting for you to... To tell me I can what I can and can't do when it comes to protecting my child, a job that you signed up for that you won't do. So now I got to take it into my own hands. Next, we've heard this. It was a quote. If a lot of y'all remember the movie Romeo Must Die that had Aaliyah in it, it was old classic back in the day. There was a quote in there that said, when dude came in there and shot the club up, it said, guns don't kill people. People kill people. And that's real. Like, we're we're focusing so much on the mechanism that's used to take lives and to kill people. But we're not focused on the actions that are being taken by these people who attain these mechanisms. So I want y'all to think about things And that's why I gave a disclaimer Before this episode came on This might not be a popular episode And this might land me in a little bit of hot water But guess what, I'm cool So I don't care about that But I want y'all to think about a couple of things Alright, so all we've been hearing about And I'm going to be jumping around But I'm going to make it all make sense There was another episode that I did Right, where I talked about me and one of my homeboys, we had kind of a, a differences of, of opinion and we exchanged some words because he shared an article that said trans man murdered. So I went and I looked into it and he was killed because he was attempting to rob somebody. And the media could have just said man killed an attempted armed robbery. They added trans man to it. To give you the perception if you don't go and do your research Or it's a hate crime Because that's what my homeboy was saying We gotta stop killing people out of hatred Just cause they different from us That wasn't a hate crime That's the media feeding us And that's that programming So now Turn this around This school shooter There's pictures that have Have arose of him Being dressed like a girl I don't know what his sexual orientation was Or as y'all are trying to popularize now, his pronouns. I don't know what his pronouns were. I really don't care. But why didn't you take this opportunity to keep the programming going? Here's a trans kid or whatever you want to call it. Or here's someone who was, um, they had struggles with their sexuality. Put that in the media. Since you want to put it in when it's... It's, it's, it's a trans person committing an armed robbery and they get killed and you want to put that in there 
that a trans man was killed and you want to leave out what they were killed for in the headlines. No, put it all in the headlines. Do the same thing with this particular instance here. Don't allow yourself to be programmed and not see what's really going on here. So, another thing I want you to think about. When this happened, you notice they started throwing around, and I heard it thrown around too with uh, the Buffalo shooter, and now I'm hearing it thrown around again with him. They said uh, they think it's a result of COVID. I told y'all last week, hey, let me hear what's going on. What are they talking about with COVID? Are they saying it's, it's side effects of the vaccine? No. Well, it's because he's had to be or they've had to be um, inside, you know, from COVID and they couldn't be out and that had them have withdrawal symptoms. And so they acted out and just killed a bunch of people. That doesn't even make sense. Everybody was on lockdown. It wasn't just a select group of people. Some abided by the regulations more than others, but everybody was on it. How many came out just murdering everybody? Just think of everybody on lockdown operated under the same mindset. Oh, I've been on lockdown. I got a right to just go out here and go crazy. No. So I'm not going to go for that excuse. Now, what did get my interest, and again, this one might not be popular. Did they take the vaccine? Now, this was a conversation me and my partner was having. Did they take the vaccine? Maybe it is COVID as a result of the vaccine. Maybe the vaccine and activated something in them. Who knows? But let's not just make excuses of, okay, well, this is what it is. And then it's, no, we got to go after the NRA. We got we to gotta give stricter policies on them. Okay, so let me explain to you all. Again, like I told you, I'm going to jump, be jumping around. You want to know why uh, there's way less mass shootings outside of the United States of America? You want to know why? It's called freedom. Yeah, it's called freedom. And it's sad, but we're going to have to make a decision as a people really soon. Do you want to continue to enjoy the freedoms that come with the Constitution? Or do you want to give some of those freedoms away, be under stricter surveillance, where you may not be able to own these weapons? Your Second Amendment might not be an option. Listen, I'll tell you this. I believe strongly in the Second Amendment. I possess several firearms. Um... I believe in the right to bear arms. However, I believe as well, if I lose the mental capacity to where I can make sound decisions, or if I if, if people see me acting different or anything like that, I can lose my firearm. I'm fine with that. There would be no reason for me to have it because I can't. Having a firearm is literally a life or death decision. There's no other way around it. It's a life or death decision. You can either kill somebody or you can impact your life to where you go away to jail for a long period of time. It's life or death. So when you're thinking about it from that aspect, yes. You know, um, 
What decision will you make? I'm not saying you're right or wrong, but that's really what it's going to come to. Do you want to give away some of these freedoms we're allotted in the United States for safety at the government level and potentially at the state and the military level? Or do you want to continue to read headlines like you're reading now? That's something we got to think about. Now, let's peel back another layer on this thing. So, we've talked about the delayed response. We've talked about how we point the blame to potentially COVID. We've talked about potentially, uh, you know, how we're looking at guns, the Second Amendment, whether we want to give away some of our rights to how the government and at the state level also um, protect us and serve as that barrier um, So we could potentially cut down on these things Now here's the other layer I want to peel back <clears throat> We spend so much money So much money Coming up with solutions to any problem that comes up Whether it's a disease Whether it's Sticking our nose in this Russia and Ukraine thing and sending all kind of money over there. We just we just throw ourselves into anything. But if you notice as of late with these shootings that's happening, one happened here, one a mass shooting, but a shooting happened at school and took the life of a uh I think it was a sixth grader, fifth grader here, twelve year old. Took the life here in a school. But we keep making excuses as to why we can't protect our children. And what I'm about to say, it may come off as comedy, but it's really not. I was talking to my partner earlier and I was like, yo, you realize from when we came up, our era born in the 80s, we was taught to, I believe, the children are our future. You remember that Whitney Houston song? But now in this generation, it's really like, fuck them kids. They made it into a funny meme, but that's how they live in life. Like, because there's every excuse of why we can't protect children. Oh, it'll cost too much to put metal detectors in school. Oh, you know what kind of staffing will have to be put in place for that? You know how early we have to start school for kids to come to school and all of them get searched? Excuse after excuse after excuse. But there's no excuse when we're sending another $90 million to help Ukraine out. There's no excuse when we're spending millions a year to protect the president. But the children who my generation was taught our future is fuck them kids. They ain't going to tell you that because they want you to believe that they care about the kids. They don't care about these kids, man. You know how I believe how I know they don't care about these kids? Because people are quick to holler about racism, 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 racism. And I told somebody, I was like, if you think that gun violence in schools is related to racism, you're a fool. Because if it was, when some white kids got shot up, the laws would have changed. They haven't changed. It don't matter if it's white, brown, black. The laws are not changing. That lets you know they don't give a fuck. It ain't no racist hat. 
This one is under a political hat. And you got to go research that. Yeah, look that up. There's legislation that has been, and Steve Kerr kind of talked about it in an interview he did. There's legislation that has been sitting on the desk of Congress that will come up with stricter background laws for people purchasing firearms. But these senators and congressmen won't sign it because of the impacts that it's going to give to them in their pockets. They're not going to sign this. So Joe Biden, it sounds good when you go on and address the nation and say, well, why, why does this continue to happen? You fucking know the reason. You in on it. It's money. It's why it continues to happen. There I said it. So now that y'all know why it continues to happen, parents, let's put the onus on us. What will we do to keep our children safe? So here's the thing that I know at some point is probably going to go to the school board and it's probably going to hit back into legislature because it tried to come up before, but it was shot down. Allowing teachers with concealed weapon permits to be armed in classrooms. We got to do that. Allow teachers. Well, no, then you got the safety of the kids. What if the teacher is negligent with the firearm and the kid gets it? Hey, listen. Nothing's going to be foolproof. But think of a teacher being armed in the classroom and someone comes in, a teacher that's trained how to use a firearm and armed and a mass shooting comes in. Think of the potential for lives that can be saved. Metal detectors, I mean, that that's it sounds good. That I, that's a start. But even if they're detected, you know, if the metal detector goes off, that's still you probably or no, not probably, you're going to have to engage somebody. Like, hey, hey, you making the detector go off and they could turn around and just start shooting in. But you just yelling at them. You don't have any way to defend yourself. Let those teachers, janitors, principal, any kind of staff in the school, if you got a CWP or even make it a requirement, you have to get CWP training moving forward. Make that a requirement. Let's start there at the minimum. Because they're just sitting ducks at this point. Now, spill back another layer. Social media. Social media. The Buffalo shooter, he went live on Twitch. He created a server that people could go on and also look at his every move as he planned to act out his mass destruction on those innocent people at the supermarket in Buffalo. This guy that went in and killed all these kids in Texas posted on Facebook. I'm going to shoot up a school. So that made me wonder too. I'm like, yo, two weeks ago now on Instagram, I left a comment on somebody, something somebody had posted. I was like, yo, that shit crazy as hell. Something like that. I immediately got a notification saying my comment was flagged because it went against the guidelines of the community or something for saying that shit crazy as hell. They were on the button quick. 
But now he put, I'm going to shoot somebody. I'm going to go kill somebody. That didn't flag nothing. Or did it? Did it flag anything or did it not? See, that's the whole, and I'm going to tie this in. That's the whole thing while the wait is on right now with Elon buying Twitter. See, he wanted to make it to where it could get back to freedom of speech and all of that, which I agree with. I agree with that. Freedom of speech. However, he also talked about the algorithm. There are things that if it's released about how they had an algorithm set up to control the minds of people, it's set up to show depression, murder, politics, Racism Those are the main things you see If you don't believe me Test it out yourself I want you to go in And make a post about politics See how many likes you get How quick you get it And then go back in Making a personal post Maybe later on today or tomorrow Saying something about what you're doing personally Whether it's a business you got going on Or anything There's a reason You might not see likes on a post Three four days later because the algorithm is just now allowing people to see it. But now this political stuff, this this violence, fights and shootings, they show that stuff all the time. If I say this crazy, this shit crazy as hell, I'm flagged. But if I say I'm going to go shoot up something, hmm, they didn't catch that. So here was the, the explanation from one of the texts uh, for Facebook. The explanation was, well, it wasn't a post, it was a direct message. So now, there's no direct message, there's no filter on that that we could set up that's going to flag something like that that will report people. Here's the other piece they did. Remember I talked about it at the beginning, that accountability piece? How we always got to find somebody we could point the finger at versus saying, yeah, we, we, we had a hand in this. Now, it might not rest solely on their shoulders, but you had a hand in it. So they said, well, we could put a filter on it where to catch direct messages too. But we would need Apple to open up their backdoor access so that when this is requested, we could do it. However, if they open up that access, then we run risk of hackers who could potentially hack this access and now they have access to everyone's uh, information. Sometimes I think these people just think we stupid. I take that back. Some of us are oblivious. I don't think any of us are stupid. I just think we're oblivious and don't pay attention. But the stuff that they say, what about people with Android phones? Facebook? You talked about Apple. Why is Apple coming up? Because Apple has shitted on uh, the government several times saying we're not giving you access to this. So now instead of you saying, yes, we had a hand in it, you want to bring Apple into it. Like, take accountability for what you did. But again, if you notice again, yeah, we could do this, but we could do this, but we could do metal detectors. But we could allow teachers to be armed in classrooms, but there's an excuse for everything. Fuck them kids. That's how they operate now. So now it's on us to protect the kids. 
It's on us. It's sad that this is what it's come to. It's sad that kids are leaving home and they literally don't know if they're going to return. That's sad. You know what we need more of in school, though? We need school to go back to where you did have those people, whether it was educators, whether it was, it didn't matter who was in there. We needed to go back to that to where it's like, hey, at all costs, we go protect these kids. We need to go back to this man in schools. He'll go a classic. And you cannot prevent me from going to the Look, how many times do I have to tell you? What? You're not getting in, and that's that. There's no right to lock these doors, and I have a duty to expect this plan. This is not a plant cheese game. This is my school. If you want to get in here, you'll apply for a pass just like everyone else. You and your TV friends here. What the hell is the bat for? They used to call me Crazy Joe, but now they can call me Batman. I got thugs, drug dealers, and deviants of all kinds trying to get into my school. You might be what? I don't know. Are you crazy? Are you nuts? I got all day, Chief Gaines. How much time do you have? I'll be back, Clark. I'll be back. Thanks, Mr. Darnell. Good to have you back. When you said you you should have never fired me in the first place. Well, you're right. But don't get used to it. Mr. Clark, why did you lock the school? Aren't you concerned about your students' safety? Get these people back to their classes. Yes, sir. All right, kids, please. Come on, honey, get back to your class. Let's go back up to class. Go hang around. Get playing right into his hands. That was the fire chief. You know what he's saying right now? Black bass can't throw me out. Do you know where he's saying it? Out in the parking lot. Mr. Clark, a baseball bat? Is that the image you want to project? They got me those emergency doors that sound an alarm when you open them up, like the ones white schools have. I wouldn't have to chain them. Those doors cost a fortune. We don't have enough money for books. Well, tell the mayor that. Call the federal government and tell them to get me more money. Yes, yes. We need some more Mr. Clarks in the school. Mr. Clark wasn't going for that shit. He locked them chains up on them doors. And they were like, why you do that? Like he told them, like, listen, I'm protecting these kids. The same thing that they provide in these other schools, they won't give them to me. I'm going to do what I got to do to protect these kids. So that's my call to educators, parents, um, I know we 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 looked at it from all different angles. We looked at why it's happening outside the U.S. and not happening as much. Um, why is why is not happening as prevalent outside the U.S. as it's happening inside the U.S. Um, why it keeps happening? A question our leader Joe Biden asked: Why does this continue to happen? We talked about he knows exactly why this continues to happen. We talked about how it's changed from the 80s era growing up to children of our future to now it feels like it's fucked the kids. And we ain't going for that at all. We go do what we got to do to make sure we set a positive impact on the kids and that we also make sure that once that positive impact is set, that we're doing whatever we got to do to see it through. And if that means coming up to an active situation where they telling us we can't protect our babies, it's another way we got to go at that thing. (laughs) 
Hey, listen, before I continue, two things I want to do that happened uh, over this past weekend. So last Friday, um, I was able to do an interview with my homie, uh, I Am Legend, Legend Beats, um, out of Lawrence, South Carolina. Uh, I've been knowing Legend over a decade. We done did a lot of music together. Um, I look at him as a friend. I know his family, all of that. Uh, over the weekend, him and his family experienced a tragedy as his daughter was... Uh, Shot in a um, incident with the police. Uh, prayers up to his family. Um, you never want to see anything bad happen to people, especially those that you know, or just anyone in general. Um, she had a beautiful spirit. Um, so definitely, uh, prayers, condolences go out to Legend and his family, um, Troy Williams uh, and his family, uh, in Lawrence, South Carolina, that whole community. Also, hometown, Newberry, South Carolina, uh, four young men lost their lives. Um, one of the young men I didn't know personally, but I'm very familiar with his family, um, his uncle, his mom. Um, and it's just sad, man, uh, a 15, a 16-year-old, a 18, and a 19-year-old. You know, um, life just starting and, and, and really hadn't got to experience anything, all passed away from gun violence. So... Again, um, these situations are getting closer and closer to home. Um, let's make sure that we stay diligent and talking to our kids, seeing what's going on, um, making sure that we're talking to our family members. Uh, you see it all the time. They say, check on your strong friends. That's real. You know, check on the people who you think might not need it because people going through a lot these days. And sometimes it's a pride thing. The strong people feel like they ain't got nobody they can go and talk to. Um, don't ever make people feel that way. So last topic we'll get into here. Um, I ha I wanted to hit on this. This is this is another episode of what I like to call pastors pastoring. So there was a pastor uh, in Indiana, uh, pastor, let me get his name because I want to make sure I give him his just due, uh, Pastor John Lowe, John Lowe from Indiana. Now, Pastor John Lowe addressed his congregation and said, hey, uh, 20 years ago I was having an affair. So Pastor John Lowe came out, hey, He's an imperfect man. In a moment of weakness, he had an affair, and he's asking for forgiveness from his congregation. Who am I to sit here and judge Pastor John Lowe when he wants to do such a thing? Well, let me tell you who I am to judge Pastor John Lowe for what he did. Now, I want y'all to hear the whole interaction. Here we go. It involved one person, and there's been no other. It was nearly 20 years ago. It continued far too long. It involved one person, and there's been no other, nor any other situation of unbecoming conduct, conduct for the last 20 years. I will not use the Bible to defend, protect, deflect my past sin. I have no defense. I committed the adultery. In accordance with our church bylaws, 
I'm stepping aside, stepping down from ministry responsibilities and have committed to the Lord and now to you that I will submit to the process and recommendations of this board. If you love us, please let us talk. For 27 years, I lived in a prison. It was not 20 years. I lived in a prison of lies and shame. Lying to protect the Lowe family. For years, I thought I was a horrible person having suicidal thoughts, not realizing what had been truly done to me, that I was a victim and I would still be in a prison if my brother, and many of you know him, Edgar Wolf, had not approached me just two weeks ago with what he had seen as a teenager that bothered him all these years. His pastor in bed with his younger sister, a t-shirt and underwear on, People knew but were too afraid to come forward, and they have now. The lies and the manipulation have to stop. I was a prisoner, and you kept me in your prison. I'm a prisoner no longer. I was just 16 when you took my virginity on your office floor. Do you remember that? I know you do, and I have plenty of other stories that I could bring to your remembrance. You did things to my teenage body that had never and should have never been done. Don't look at me like that. You know the truth. I know, but you can tell the truth because this is a lie. But you need to tell the truth. You know better than it wasn't. Listen, my wife is not just a daughter. It's another level when it's a teenager. And I will not let this man talk about my wife like that. It happened for nine years. When she was 15, 16, the sexual grooming started. And it lasted until she met me and we started dating. This is the truth. This was Bobby's covenant of purity ring, which she wore while this man had sex with her. And she felt ashamed all these years wearing a covenant of purity ring. She felt a lot of shame and guilt. We are working through love and forgiveness. We are working through it. But people have to be held accountable and they can't just they can't just bamboozle people and just say, well, I just committed adultery. It was far beyond adultery. So here's the covenant purity ring back. I don't want it in my home. We're done. I'm going to just stop this blasphemy right here because initially it seemed like 
Pastor John was coming out to do a good deed to admit his sins in front of the congregation, humbling himself for allowing his go- uh loins to get ungirded and out of control to where he felt like he needed to engage outside of his marriage. However, again, going back to being accountable, he wants to come up and tell half the truth. Yeah, I had, it was just with one woman. First of all, John, let's be clear here. She wasn't a woman. She was a child. It was just one woman. It was 20 years ago. Let's be clear here again, John. It was 27 years ago out of the mouth of the person that you committed the adultery with, which actually was molestation because they were underage. You statutory raped this young woman, and then you want to come in and ask for forgiveness in front of the congregation, and she came up there and called you out on your bullshit. Like, no, no, no. It was 27 years ago. I was 15, almost 16. You took my virginity on your office floor in the church. You, My brother saw you have me in bed with T-shirt and panties on. And not only that, John, she talked about just how nasty you were being with the child. She said you did things to her body that should have never been done in life. And this woman at this stage of her life is almost 30. And she's saying as a 15 or 16 year old, you did things to her sexually that she shouldn't be doing in life. You sick bastard. This shit is ridiculous, man. And these are the people that y'all want to go and pay money to and let them tell you about God's word, the Bible. These are the idiots that that you go. And again, another thing I want to highlight about John, John did this. I could tell by the way John was conducting himself on stage. He did this. But here's the other thing I want you to think about is what I was going back to saying as well. John did it. His level of accountability was extremely low. He wanted to play the victim. And not only that, what a lot of people do He's done this and he's done. This ain't the only person he did that with. Let me tell you why. John has done this so long in his life that he's convinced himself he didn't do anything wrong. And he's also convinced himself that this child was of age. Because even when she called him out, you see how he tried to take some years off? John, you took a whole seven years off. You said it was 20 years. She clearly said it was 27. Her brother was a witness. Now, you didn't think that this could potentially go south in front of the congregation? You admitting this and the person you abused is sitting in the auditorium? You didn't think that was going to potentially go south because you convinced yourself that you didn't do this. You know how many people sitting in jail right now still convincing themselves I didn't do this? I got a homeboy sitting in jail right now saying, I didn't do this. When I saw the nigga do that. You know why he he wants to say it on a technicality. You know why he said I didn't do this? Oh, I was high. My mind was altered, so that wasn't me. I wasn't in my right mind. Nigga, you did it. Like, real is real. He's still my homie. I love him, but you did it. Like, you can't be like, oh, my mind was altered. No. 
You convincing yourself you didn't do something so you can look at yourself in the mirror and continue going on with life. John, you need, listen. And they've opened up a criminal investigation. Uh, again, this is alleged. But looking at his body language, and he did it. And you need to be held accountable for that. You know, um, not only losing your church, but you need to lose everything that put that poor girl in the trauma that you did something to her that she's like, well, I should have never had this done to me in life. And that's crazy. That is crazy. But anyway, that's another episode of Pastor's Pastor. <clears throat> These are never going to get old and I'm never going to stop doing them because I need y'all to understand religion. Um, I'm not going to take my foot off these heathens necks. I'm not. I'm going to keep my foot on their neck because I went through so much with religion coming up and the way it's being used still to, to make people fearful, to control people. Um, no, we're not going for it. So, uh, again, we're standing on truth. And John, if you came out there and you were really want to stand on truth, just get it all out there. 27 years ago, I started an affair. With a 15 year old She's now part of the congregation I'm sorry about this That's how you could have potentially got more forgiveness But even after that The congregation turned on you If you did it you need to tell You know what I'm saying They wasn't going for that shit either John Like you need to be in jail One lady yelled out She was 14 So the other thing that lets me know All these people chiming in They been hearing about this shit that lets me know again what I told y'all about church. This shit full of hypocrisy. They been knew this man was touching this girl. They been knew about the allegations. You know why they didn't say anything? Because they didn't think that she knew that they knew. But now that she's come out and everybody who didn't really know her welcoming her with open arms, the sickos that, that been knew about it, now they want to yell out, she was 14. How did you know? You just told on yourself. So now... You're in it with him. They need to charge you. This woman, 29, nine, you yelling out she was 14. You had knowledge of it. You told on yourself. Conspirator. Lock her up, too. But, yeah, I'm not I'm not stopping with this pastor's pastoring thing. Anytime I get these, I see them come up. We're talking about it. Do a better job. So, let's go conclude our episode this week. Again, gun violence, man, let's take action. Let's make sure that we're protecting our kids. Let's make sure we're staying uh, on point. We're not oblivious. Um, again, shout out to my people. Shout out Troy Williams, Legend Beats, and Lawrence. Prayers and condolences with you. Shout out to families in Newberry, South Carolina. Prayers and condolences are with you all. Um, pastors pastoring, man, stay out of these churches, man. They mean you no good. You just going in there giving money away. If you ain't got nothing else to do with your money, hit me. You can send it to me. If you ain't got nothing else to do with it, I give you real talk. What you need to hear, what's going to help you with your life versus you going there, putting on your best outfit to sit down and pay them to tell you lies all day. Why they tell you what not to do and they backdoor and going doing the exact same things they judge you on. But you heard it here first. And it came from truth, the masculine man. I didn't say that at the beginning because I wanted to get right into this episode. Um, this is something that we needed to discuss. As I tell you every week, <clears throat> energy is real. People do not possess real energy. Make sure you protect your energy and watch out for the people that you're around. It's 
more than anything important right now in this world that we living in. This episode, sponsored by the Gym Complex, is where we live from. Recording for all your needs, www.thegymcomplex.com. This is Truth with the Stand On It Podcast on the I Say Podcast Network. Till next time.